you are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 1st of February. Rudy Gobert is snubbed. I'll have my thoughts. Dennis Lindsay joins the show to give his. Quinn Snyder chimes in with his. Plus, Chris Epps Przingis gets traded to the Mavericks. Gavin Shaw of Locked On Knicks gives his insight. It's a busy Friday edition of Locked On Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers. It's insight into the jazz you can't get anywhere else. You can do it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or tell your smart speaker to play Locked On Jazz. And while you're at it, tell your smart speaker that Rudy Gobert's a beeping all-star. Why don't you go tell everybody? Incredible. Was sit so mad... Sitting at my desk, saw Clay Thompson, had the text pre-written congratulating Rudy on the much-deserved All-Star game. Was with Doris Burke yesterday, not a chance he could be left out. With Kevin Pelton the day before, not a chance he could be left out. Talking to, not a chance, and yet somehow it happened. It's lunacy. He's the best defensive player in the league by a mile. I've done all the research. A good defensive outing leads to a win in the same capacity as a good offensive player. The Jazz defense is 7.5 points better than league average when Rudy Gobert's on the floor. There's only two players in the league that have the same impact offensively. Steph Curry, and Kevin Durant. We just left the defensive equivalent of Steph Curry and Kevin Durant off the All-Star team. It's absurd, and it was done by the coaches, and the coaches put LaMarcus Aldridge on the team? Frankly, he deserves to be on the team instead of Carl Anthony Towns. He deserves to be on the team instead of Clay Thompson. It's not even as though there's a snub specific. He's better than most of them. Had the Jazz had an easier schedule to start the year, I could start making claims that he's Nikola Jokic, who's incredible. I could easily make claims he has an impact of Anthony Davis, who's incredible. The Jazz have been to the second round of the playoffs twice in the last, each of the last two years. There's five teams in the NBA that have done that. There's one common thread on our club. It's Rudy. We're the number one defensive team in the league last year. We're number five this year. We're the number one defense on cleaning the glass. The Ignorance to for the coaches to not vote and represent Rudy Gobert's performance as an all-star really threat questions the credibility of any of them in what they value 
in the league. They, they all preach defense. They're all full of crap. Oh, we got to be defense. He changes every game. The shot distribution that Rudy Gobert alters from the average player in the NBA just by being on the floor is worth two points a night. There are very few players who impact the game two play points a night before they do anything. When Rudy's on the floor, teams take 5% less of their shots at the rim and 5% more of their shots in the mid-range. That is two points a night. You want to know why he's number one in win shares? Because he might have the largest impact on wins of any player in the league. That's why. Top 10% of guys that play over 25 minutes in both offensive and defensive rebounding. There's only two other players in the league that do that. They're Hassan Whiteside and Andre Drummond, and neither of them impact the game defensively. I don't think I should... talk about him offensively because I don't need to he should make the all-star team because of what he does defensively but anyone who wants to talk claim that he is not an offensive player isn't watching doesn't like this is what's incredible about this is this is the coaches who did this Like, when it's some talking head TV blowhard who's obsessed with points scored because that's how he made all his money, I get it. Who didn't like to play defense so he doesn't want to credit it, I get it. But this was the beeping coaches. Now, to pop, like, ask a favor so that his second best offensive player could make the All-Star team... And they could then trade him because they were trying to trade him for the first half of the season, and now he's an all-star? Maybe. I don't know. I made that up. I do think they were close to trading him, though. And now he's an all-star. And I do think he's, like, their sixth best player. The Spurs are worse offensively and worse defensively when LaMarcus Aldridge is on the floor and some guys that get paid millions of dollars to understand this game voted him on to be an all-star. Are you kidding me? Now, offensively, the Jazz are three points better when Gobert's on the floor than off the floor. So he can't be having a negative impact offensively because he's not. Well, he's limited offensively, right? He can dunk. How many guys in the league can actually set a pick, roll to the rim, catch a ball over the top of the cylinder, and dunk it? Well, it sounds simple. Is it? Mark Soule can't do it. 
Andre Drummond doesn't do it very well. Like, the fact is, there aren't that many guys who can do it. Or else, guys would do it. I mean, that's the truth. He leads the league in the single easiest, most efficient shot in the game. Every coach in the league would rather have a dunk than a three because it's a 100% shot. Who are the bigs that can actually set a pick, roll to the basket, catch a pass, and dunk? Gobert, Capella, DeAndre Jordan, Willie Cauley-Stein, Anthony Davis if he ever wanted to, Jared Allen, John Collins who we'll see tonight, JaVel McGee, Hassan Whiteside, maybe Andre Drummond, and Bede Favors, Might be done. Aaron Gordon can do it from the athletic wing spot. There's some guys as wings. Probably done. Maybe a Baca a little. He doesn't really like to roll to the basket. And they can get you like more than one a game. That's it. Nurkic can't do it. He'll get dunks, but not that way. But that way opens up everything. Why do the Jazz have the best shot distribution of any offense of any defensive team in the league? Because of Rudy Gobert. I am preaching to the choir, but it's bullcrap. Absolutely absurd. He is the defensive Steph Curry. He is the defensive Kevin Durant. When there you're that good at something, we don't have to talk about the other side of the ball to make you an all-star. Like, has anyone ever held James Harden, Steph Curry, anyone else off the All-Star team because their defense wasn't good enough? No. So what in God's name did somebody decide they weren't voting for Rudy Gobert for the All-Star team? It's just beeping stupid. It's actually a pretty big black eye on the coaches and the game. Because he's that good, and it's that obvious. I seriously wonder, like, did Pop call in a favor? The Spurs are worse when LaMarcus Aldridge is on the floor, both offensively and defensively. I believe he might have their worst plus-minus on-off of any player on their team. I got asked to fill out an all-star ballot for someone to look at what they were doing compared to what I was doing. I didn't mention him. I didn't even mention him. He wasn't even on my radar as a possible all-star. Carl Anthony Towns? Yeah, I got it. He's that great offensively. Nikola Jokic, he's that great. LaMarcus Aldridge? Right there, seven words. Seven letters, two words. 
I mean, insane. All right. Uh, some productive talk. What does it mean for the Jazz? Honestly, it's nothing good. He lost a million dollars. He's going to be pissed. Um, I don't want to like – like, it's it's bad. Okay? Oh, to fuel him for the future? No, it's bad. It's bad. Um, I don't think it's all because of market size, but it certainly can't help that image. So it's not good. Um, and does it is it show a whole flaw in the system? Yeah, if we found out that somebody did somebody a favor, then it's a flaw in the system. But I I just think it's an uh, a lack of energy, a lack of focus, and a lack of of really giving a crap and understanding the importance. I take it back. DeMar DeRozan has a worse plus minus than than LaMarcus Aldridge. It's incredible. Clay Thompson hasn't even been that good this year. I mean, I got it. They probably deserve three All-Stars. They're the Warriors. But absurd. Absolutely absurd. All right, Dennis Lindsay is next on the program today. Uh, we don't usually do interviews, but I talked to Dennis last night uh, to get his reaction. I thought it was important. Uh, so we'll have that coming up for you. Today's show is brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai, 4646 South State Street. Where do I start with Murdoch? I mean, first, I think you have the 90 years of Murdoch's involvement in Utah that just tells you how committed they are to making sure you have a great customer experience. The second is the Murdoch Guarantee, which gives you the oil changes uh, for life, uh, gives you safety inspection for life, uh, or car washes for life, I think it is. One of those two. Two of the three, by the way. I just don't have my copy in front of me. Uh, Also, price match guarantee uh, for you. The Hyundai 100,000 mile assurance tells you how much Hyundai believes in the car, and then I'll just tell you our experience. We bought a Santa Fe after driving it with the Hyundais. They give me a car for about 4,000 miles, the Murdochs, and we like the Santa Fe so much. Did all the research, as I like to do, for my son of what is the safest car out there that still has three rows of seats so my wife can drive carpool when she needs to, and we came up with the Murdoch. We came up with the Hyundai Santa Fe. We did it at Murdoch. Jason helped us out. It was an incredible experience. So if you're shopping right now, and looking for a car, take a second, add Hyundai to your list, and look at the value you can get for that car. The Kona is the little zippy SUV. The Tucson's the midsize. The Santa Fe is their full SUV. And you've got the Elantra and the Sonata in the sedans. Go check it out at Murdoch Hyundai at 46, 46 South State Street. So Dennis and I chatted last night. Here is our conversation uh, as he tried to bite his tongue the best he possibly could. So, Dennis, I don't know if you get word ahead of the time or whether you're watching TNT with the rest of us, but uh, what's your reaction when they finish the All-Stars and you realize Rudy didn't make it? Yeah, the first part, I don't get any heads up. We don't get any heads up. I think the league is trying to, rightfully so, to get everybody to tune into TNT. So, as you can imagine, we were quite anxious while uh, confident that, you know, Rudy, based upon complete merit, would would make it and flabbergasted, disappointed, disgusted, uh, I guess would be some of the adjectives to describe our collective mood where 
not very happy uh, with the coach's vote. I'd say, in our mind, a guy that's first in win shares in the league. You know, I've got a very upset center uh, on our hands, and so ownership, Steve Starks, Quinn, myself. There's no way to put into words uh, our disappointment. Winning, winning with integrity. Uh, winning with defense, winning with unselfishness on screen assist, uh, winning with presence, winning with efficiency. Um, you know, this this one, you don't even have to really study very hard on uh, advanced metrics uh, to understand that just about every metric you look at, he's in the top five, top seven in the league. All, all NBA teams previously um, – I mean, come on, uh, we we really um, are, are at a loss of words. The Someone who doesn't watch him every day, is, well, he's only a defensive player, he has no offensive game. How would you refute that? Uh, several things. Uh, one, leading the league in uh, a field goal percentage, his points per touch is high. His assists are up. His turnovers are down. He leads the league in screen assists, how the team functions when he's on with his vertical spacing. Um, uh, you could just go on and on. You know, wind shares, is, which he's number one in the league in, is, is an offensive and defensive uh, metric. Um, so, uh, you know, we have internal – proprietary metrics that, you know, have always showed that Rudy's at the very top of the league and impact. And again, um, we're assuming that other teams have similar metrics because we're all basing it upon possessions and percentages that lead us to points and the four factors. So, you know, it's, it's pretty basic math, David, you know, that then, you know, we had late on, but all of this is public and not very hard to get to and, to understand impact and, and, and look, you, you, you and other sophisticated uh, media people, uh, it's not like you have to go into a real long or deep study to understand that this guy's at the very top of the league and, and performance and impact. Um, so again, uh, not, I'm not sure how I could put this, um, in such a way without using a bunch of four-letter words to tell you how I really feel. Yeah, the last time someone did that, they did it at a rally. They got fined, so I'd suggest you don't do that. Um, <laughs> the, I, I know I'm preaching the choir, but maybe I just need to – like, I watch it every night, and I've watched the number one defensive team in the league last year. According to Cleaning the Glass, if you take out blowout time, it's the number one defensive team in this year. Good offense and good defense are equally as important to winning – there's only five teams in the West in the NBA that have been to the second round of the playoffs. There's only one major piece on the Jazz that was on that roster both of those two years. Like it, the fact that the coaches missed this, Dennis, is just blows my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wonder, you wonder um, um, what people are looking at, and it looks like there's again, there's not any one person. Uh, voted on the reserves that doesn't deserve it. Uh, but there's no one person, in my opinion, that deserves it more when you understand impact. Um, and so 
so there's you can go on a case by case basis, but for you know even if you if, let's just say for example, David, you've thought based upon merit, there are two or three people uh, of argument with Rudy. There's still uh, one big uh, front court spot, two uh, wild card spots where you know the other ones that the case is quite obvious. And again. Um, my owner and team president are upset. This type of thing that happens, what I find out is, is it is going to reveal character, character of Rudy, character of the organization, and you know we'll certainly uh, have a response and we'll rally around our big guy. If people aren't paying attention and to Rudy and the Jazz, then we'll we'll make sure they pay attention to the competition and the results. Dennis, thanks for taking the time. Uh, appreciate it, and uh, well said. And thank you very much for the the uh, opinion from the front office. Yeah, I wish it was under better circumstances, but you know how you we feel about our guy. And for me, David, it's I even told Rudy this just a moment ago. You know, you you get attached to guys that have done well, and you know he's become like a son. You know, I have that much pride in in him and the selection and obviously the second contract and, and him being honorable and, and all the way through. So you just, as much as anything, we all should make it known how much we feel his pain right now. Thank you, Dennis. Have a a good day and a happy uh, 50th birthday. Oh, 27, David. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. All right. See ya. This organization is upset. That's clear. Like it, that's an upset. Rudy's upset. It's bad. I'm sure he'll fire up today, uh, but it's bad. And the organiz- Steve Starks tweeted out the vote should be public. I don't know if, if that's the answer because, you know, then suddenly you have what you have this free. There's just too much to that. The coaches voting on who they think are all-stars and not all-stars. I mean, there has to be some transparency, I guess. Um, or maybe there's an allotted pool of players that are given to the coaches uh, I, I don't know the answers. I don't know if coaches vote being public so that then all the offseason ramifications play into um, who they vote for impacts things or, um, you know, unless you unless you suddenly think the league is altering the votes. Here's what Quinn Snyder had to say. Rudy Gobert should absolutely be an all-star. He's one of the most impactful players in the league. That is clear, not subjective and shows the all-star system is flawed. We talk about defense being valued, but when we have an opportunity to reward it, we reward scoring again and again. Rudy is the best defensive player in the league, an offensive force when you consider his screening, his finishing, and the spacing he creates with his presence. It's well said. Like, that's the essence of it, which just makes you wonder, like, are you just dumb? Did you just not pay attention? Like, what was it that had these coaches not vote Rudy Gobert for an all-star? Like, are you just, were you just dumb? All right, uh, we come back. We'll talk a little bit about the trade world, what's taking place, what the impact of Chris Depp's Przingis was to the Jazz, and then we will uh, include Gavin Shaw of Locked On Knicks for his perspective on the blockbuster trade that was. Today's show is brought to you by Homie. Homie is revolutionizing the real estate market. 
in a manner that's creative and simultaneously fulfilling all the needs you have as a home buyer or seller. So I always ask you to ask the question, why? Why does a real estate agent get more money if your house is more valuable, if you remodeled your house, if you took care of your house, if you chose the right neighborhood? Are they actually doing more work for you on your $450,000 house than they're doing for somebody on a not very well-kept $300,000 house or $250,000 house? No, the opposite's probably true. Your house has been maintained. It's been in a nice neighborhood. It's been kept up. It's probably easier. So why do you pay more? Well, Homie eliminates that. Homie can sell any priced home for the same low cost of $199 to list and $1,299 at close. On average, Homie customers save $10,000. Recently sold a million-dollar house. The owner saved $60,000. Homes are selling faster on Homie than the overall market through their team approach, unlike a traditional agent. When you use Homie, you have a whole team of Utah licensed agents and attorneys to help you buy and sell your home. They've got your back every step of the way with their team approach. So you not only save thousands, but helps you sell your home fast by putting your home up on the MLS and all the major websites, including Facebook. Instead of $199 to list your house, how about $99 to list your house? Call 801-899-0072. That's the deal we have for you. That's 801-899-0072. That's homie, 801 801- Eight nine nine zero zero seven two. All right. Uh, yesterday, massive deal. Chris Dabbs Porzingis goes from the Knicks to Dallas. Dennis Smith goes from Dallas to New York, along with some other people. Here's the impact of this deal. First thing, I think the trade, the buyout market is going to be a bigger deal than the trade market in some ways because Wesley Matthews, DeAndre Jordan now are going to be on that. Robin Lopez likely to be on that. Possibly, I don't know if Miami will let Wayne Ellington and some of those guys go. I think those will have to be acquired. But Wesley Matthews to the Thunder, to the Rockets, to the Warriors, it's a pretty dang big impact. Um, DeAndre Jordan as Steven Adams' backup in OKC is a playoff game changer. I don't know if he's willing to be a backup, but... He's got to find a place to play. And maybe he wants a playoff run. Him going to the Spurs be a pretty big playoff impact. It feels as though the other teams in the conference are about to get better because of this. What's interesting on Dallas is Dennis Smith was the other point guard that was going to be traded other than Mike Conley. And... The teams that need point guards are Orlando, Utah, Detroit, Phoenix. And I don't know that Utah really needs a point guard now, but they don't have a point guard next year, right? Like, that's why Utah keeps getting put in this list, because Ricky Ruby is a free agent at the end of the year. Milwaukee is kind of in this list because Bledsoe and Brogdon are both free agents at the end of the year. Um, And people are wondering whether they have the guts to pull off some move. But Detroit is pretty active and didn't just get Dennis Smith, who I think they were trying to see if they could pull off. It also means that Dallas has now made their move. So Dennis Smith is is gone. Now Memphis gets the next set of suitors for Mike Conley. Tony Jones of The Athletic has reported the Jazz 
have had are in on those conversations. I don't know if that's true. Uh, but it gets interesting. Of the teams uh, that are talking to Memphis, if you're talking about a first-round draft pick, obviously Phoenix would have to super protect theirs. Orlando would probably have to do the same. Detroit and Utah, Utah would have the least good of the four picks if it's this season. We're the best team, right? For Detroit to make a trade with Memphis, you have to involve Reggie Jackson. That's a pretty big downside if you're Memphis. Orlando, it's Aaron Gordon, which is a pretty big piece. Uh, Obviously, Memphis has to believe that they like Aaron Gordon. And Phoenix, I just don't know why they would do that now. Otherwise, I do not see a lot of other suitors. Though, frankly, the interesting thing about the Knicks' Dennis Smith is that's not where anyone had Dennis Smith going. So debt... So this deal did not hurt Memphis's market other because Dennis Smith went to a team that nobody anticipated. So Memphis holds their suitors. The Knicks obviously now have two max slots. Boston's got to be very nervous. They could end up without Kyrie Irving and they could end up without Anthony Davis seemingly pretty easily the Knicks you would think know that they have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving coming which then eliminates the Kyrie Irving Anthony Davis with LeBron James scenario kind of nutty not kind of nutty totally nutty before we wrap this baby up let's go to locked on Knicks Gavin Shaw giving uh his perspective as host of Locked on Knicks on the Chris Stapps Porzingis story, the local experts on the biggest stories here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Hey guys, this is Gavin Shaw with Locked on Knicks. Um, a little bit of big news today. Chris Stapps Porzingis traded to the Dallas Mavericks along with Tim Hardaway, Trey Burke, and Courtney Lee for Dennis Smith Jr., Wesley Matthews, DeAndre Jordan, and two first-round picks, one of which is top 10 protected, neither of which will convey before the 2021 season. So this sort of played out like a horror movie. If you're a longtime Knicks fan like I am, you know this is the Knicks history. Whenever something can go wrong, it will go wrong, and probably in the most torturous way possible. And that's exactly what happened today. Kristaps Porzingis, who was the Knicks' most promising homegrown prospect since Patrick Ewing, or in the last 35 years, Um, This morning, everything was fine. He was on the Knicks. The Knicks had lost 19 of their last 20 games. They were well along the chase for Zion Williamson, and that all came crashing down because two hours later, it went from he's unhappy with the direction of the team to he's demanding a trade to these eight teams are interested to he's on the Mavericks, and the Knicks are getting a return that does not include a clear blue chip player that does most likely does not include Um, a lottery pick, given how good Dallas should be going forward between Porzingis and Doncic. And it really is all about cap relief. So I guess the the hope with this deal, if you're New York, is that there is some kind of off-the-record agreement that Kevin Durant and a second star are coming to New York after this season. And if that doesn't happen, then this trade was a massive failure. And there are rumors out there that KP's brother Giannis was interfering in kind of a Uncle Dennis-y way in San Antonio 
Um, and if that's true, you got to give the Knicks front office a little bit of the benefit of the doubt in saying, like, look, this was always going to be cancerous. This was never going to work out. But I don't know. I have my doubts about that. It just seems all too convenient in terms of the timing. And just given the Knicks' long-term track record, it's hard to believe that the front office didn't play some role in what's frankly a basketball tragedy. Porzingis was the guy who was, who at least I thought was going to be my favorite Dick ever. I, I thought he was going to play 15 to 20 years here. I thought he was going to potentially be in the Hall of Fame. I still think that's a possibility if his body doesn't break down because he's just that good and that unique. And the fact that the Knicks, after all these years of trying, finally found that dude. Um, there was a great tweet from former Locked On Knicks host Jared Dubin today saying, Charlie Ward was the last Knicks draft pick to sign a second deal with the team for longer than one year. He was drafted when I was seven. I'm now 30. And that, that just gives you an idea of what Porzingis represented to this franchise. And for that not to work out, whether that's ultimately on Porzingis or the Knicks front office, is heartbreaking. And that's really all I can make of it at this time. If they end up with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, maybe I, maybe I change my mind long term. But right now, this sucks. Thanks to Gavin. That wraps up our show. A little bit different. Hope you are all right with all the different stuff. Dennis Lindsay interview. Look at Locked On Knicks. Sam Amick joined Locked On NBA yesterday with Adam and Anthony. Should be incredible. So check it all out. It's all up on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Have a great weekend.